Yeah, hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm the host of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. And today I have a short but spicy episode for all of you guys out there. Uh, yesterday, if you haven't been part of it yet, uh, we had our monthly Tinnitus live community meeting. If you're interested to participate in one of these community meetings, to be part of one of these community meetings where we meet up with other people from the tinnitus community where people from the mytinnitus.club community can join but you can just come on in as well ask your questions around tinnitus i can share some of the latest strategies and tips and tricks that i have for my coaching clients so if you're interested in participating in that um, i will make sure to link in the description of this episode so you can check it out as well but let's get started with the podcast episode, today's podcast episode features a few of the questions that I have gotten for the live event from the community. So I think it will be quite helpful for you guys to benefit from that as well, because there were a lot of diverse questions in the community event. But in order to digest it and put it into an actionable podcast episode, I took some of the most valuable and insightful questions that I think will help you guys to um, understand a few things about your tinnitus and also get a little bit of a grip in some areas where you can perform better and really start living your best life by tinnitus. Again, if you want to join into one of these community sessions, into this live community tinnitus meeting, then make sure to sign up using the link below. If you are a member of the mytinnitus.club community, you're of course always invited. There is a events tab on the left of the screen um, where you can always see the regular live events. And in the community, we have weekly live events compared to monthly events that are open to the general public. But let's do the intro and then get right in this week's Tinnitus podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Before we get into the episode, a quick word to our sponsor. Actually, we don't really have a sponsor. Well, I myself am the sponsor of this podcast. See, I've been working to make this podcast work for about two years now, been um, releasing episodes so you guys can get the most from what I do as a tinnitus coach, helping people worldwide to live their best life despite tinnitus. And today, in my own words, my own personal ad for our new tinnitus management platform. You can access the community management platform at www.mytinnitus.club and we have a fantastic management platform where you can access weekly videos all around the topic of managing tinnitus, um, tinnitus and cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, sleeping better with tinnitus, but you can also directly access from the membership platform events, the live events and the community live coaching sessions that we hold every few days. Another very great feature is that you have the ability to contact other members and if you set your settings uh, you can even allow other people to see whether they are near you. So you can meet up with people from your area with tinnitus and who knows maybe you're even going to make a few friends. So 
If you want to participate in our new tinnitus management platform, go to www.mytinnitus.club. You can get access for three days for free. Um, check out all the different topics, check out all the different possibilities to take online courses and to finally start living your best life despite tinnitus. Thank you very much for supporting the project and I'll see you there very soon. Ah, so the very first question was um, a question on new treatment options for tinnitus and that um, is a question that's always a little bit difficult to answer because um, as much as I'm connected in the tinnitus industry and I try to be connected with leading tinnitus scientists here in Germany as well, for example from the University of Regensburg, um, fantastic tinnitus uh, center here in Germany doing a lot of good research and there's a very good European uh, tinnitus research initiative um, the only thing that I can say at this point at this moment is that I can repeatedly explain to, t uh, to people that um, due to the fact that tinnitus is so individual and some people suffer from uh, forms of combinations of somatic tinnitus and hearing loss induced tinnitus. So really different forms that combine into um, a certain uh, degree of tinnitus that people experience um, and therefore also needing different approaches in treatment. Um, it's a little bit difficult to say, okay, there's a universal treatment, but uh, there are, for example, some new treatment approaches in uh, the hearing restoration project. So a few projects that um, work with uh, looking at um, stem cell reproduction of the inner hair cells that are then that's the mechanism that is um, supposed to uh, make us hear, right? So it's the translation from the physical signal the sound pressure that arrives at your eardrum and then gets by the inner and outer hair cells um, and, um, translated into an electrical signal, which is then perceived in your brain as the sound that you hear. And that's also where tinnitus happens. So tinnitus is a misguided signal here. So the approach is that if we manage to restore hearing loss to a certain degree, then surely enough, we'll probably also be able to get a grip on tinnitus. And there's some good and bad news. And the good news is that uh, there seems to be an indication that this might be something that will be possible in future, at least to partly reverse hearing loss. And the partly bad news is that it's a little bit ambiguous of how well the results are for um, tinnitus procurement. And there's an indication that in some people, the tinnitus does actually get better, but um, maybe not uh, disappears completely, right? So, I mean, it's a very good indicator and it's fantastic to see that tinnitus goes down in volume. And especially for people like myself who are um, deaf on one ear and um, who have hearing difficulties and tinnitus on the other ear. Uh, it's fantastic to see that there is actually something out there that gives me hope for um, restoring my hearing um, at a certain point in time. If it is a completely safe treatment, I of course have to say, because to be honest, I'm habituated to my tinnitus and I don't uh, feel the massive need to get rid of my tinnitus and I love what I do working with people. But that's not to say that I absolutely believe and believe in a, a certain approach to a cure in future. Um, but bear in mind that uh, tinnitus has so many different reasons for why you might be suffering from it. For example, I clench my jaws, I grind my teeth, um, I have neck and back issues as well. So I know that partly when I'm more stressed and I'm more tight in my neck and shoulders and I'm, I'm grinding my teeth a little more, I know that my tinnitus tends to go up as well. 
right? So I do know that I have a combination of my hearing loss based tinnitus and also the somatic tinnitus. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode where I interviewed um, somatic tinnitus specialist Sarah Michiet, then I definitely recommend you check it out. It's on my Outring Tinnitus podcast as well. And maybe it um, gets you a little bit more to understand what different forms of tinnitus are there and why treating only the somatic aspects of your tinnitus, so the neck and back and maybe mandibular and jaw issues will probably, or in some cases, not all cases will not completely rid you of tinnitus, right? So that's the first part. First question is on new tinnitus treatment options. And I'm saying the hearing restoration project and the, the intent to restore hearing through a stem cell regrowth, through stem cell therapy in the inner ear is quite, quite has quite some good re- promising results till now but unfortunately not the final um, and ultimate confirmation that I can tell you guys, yes, this is going to be the one that's gonna rid us all of tinnitus. Um, Yeah, the second question that I had is, my ears are sore and very hot, is that normal? And to this I must say um, a bit of a disclaimer first because I, as you guys know, I am a tinnitus coach. I've been born deaf on my left ear and I've had a tinnitus, hearing aid, and a high-pitched deafness on my right ear for the better part of the last um, decade, 13 years now. Um, But but while all that, um, and I read a lot about tinnitus, I study tinnitus a lot, I'm engaging a lot with the scientific community, I am not a medical doctor, right? So if you feel like you have some kind of inflammation, your ears are feeling a little bit hot, um, right, there could be different reasons for that. But if there are any inflammatory reasons, um, that's what I said in the live as well, I need you to make sure to go to your ENT or your GP to check it out and to make sure that there's no bacterial infection or something, because that is actually, of course, also detrimental, uh, potentially uh, threatening to your hearing, right? So I need you to make sure to get that checked out. But um, that the ears are hot, right? You experience that in certain situations. So when we're nervous or when we alert or uh, sometimes even embarrassed or something like that. So the, the, the ears can tend to feel a little bit more hot. Um, and if you have everything checked out and your ENT says, and your GP says your ears are perfectly fine, there's nothing really wrong with your ears. Um, then I can say, Often, right, the more we focus on tinnitus, the also the more we also focus on your hearing and on our ears in general, right? So it might be that your focus is so heightened because of the ongoing focus that you put on your tinnitus, the evaluation of where's my tinnitus right now? Can I hear it in my shower? Can I hear it when I go to work in the morning and I'm sitting in my car and I'm listening to the car radio or something? So is it compared um, to the sound or the song that I'm listening to? Is it louder or is it less loud, right? So all of these kind of things, they sort of drive your attention on your sense of hearing and that will lead to the fact that maybe you perceive your ears to be hot and maybe also sore. Um, but if ears of infection definitely need to see your GP or your um, or your ENT and need to get that checked out and maybe they might even uh, prescribe some antibiotics to you. Um, and uh, apart from that, you might wanna understand and see um, why the ears are sore and hot. Um, if there is some kind of infection going on, if not, and really try to see, is it your 
um, constant obsession and you're constant looking for the state of your ears that maybe exclusively focus on the feelings that you experience in your ears and maybe that's why you um, experience your ears to be hot, right? Um, yeah, so I hope that was a useful answer to you and I and I, and I hope that maybe um, your ENT or GP can allude a little bit more in that uh, sense. The next question, a very nice one, um, a, a bit of a tricky one, and uh, I get where that question comes from, but uh, I definitely still wanna answer it. Um, my question is, has any person ever been completely cured of tinnitus? Um, this is a tricky one because I would say uh, yes, I do believe so, um, but it goes together with the first part that I said in the first um, uh, in the first question with the treatment options. Um, there are so many reasons for for why people do experience tinnitus, uh, and therefore there's also better or worse chances of getting rid or curing tinnitus, right? So we do also know that in some cases, um, um, uh, uh, drug abuse or um, substance abuse. Um, or a bad diet, right? If you have junk food every day and drink two gallons of, of, of uh, soda, um, uh, uh, soft drinks, um, then yeah, maybe um, you have a little bit of an inflammation going on and that is, uh, might be causing tinnitus, a stress to your body, which is causing tinnitus. And as soon as you then um, adopt a different kind of diet or improve the symptoms that you're experiencing in your body, well then yes, maybe you can cure yourself of tinnitus in the same way that um, maybe some person that exclusively experiences asomatic tinnitus, not in combination with a hearing loss based tinnitus where we talked about the, strat the mechanisms in the inner ear where by tinnitus gets misinterpreted by the brain as a stimulation that's actually not there. Um, but somatic tinnitus being you suffering from neck and back issues or maybe from grinding your teeth. Um, and that really being um, uh, in the influencer on an overreactiveness of your nerves that is then producing tinnitus. So if you then get rid of that or if you improve the symptoms, then maybe in some cases, and Sarah Michiels, the um, somatic tinnitus expert, also shares that on her podcast, um, and maybe then that is a good way for you to completely get rid of your tinnitus. However, often we do see that people experience a combination of reasons for why they experience tinnitus, such as myself, right? So I do know that my neck and back issues and me grinding my teeth and my jaw issues and so on and so forth is something that is driving my tinnitus up and is leading to spikes as well and increases, temporary increases in my tinnitus. But I also know, obviously, because I'm born deaf on my left ear and I've had that uh, noise exposure in my in my youth years, and as you can uh, listen to in my very first podcast episode, um, what my story with tinnitus is and what, where that comes from, um, and that I am wearing that hearing aid and that I do have that high frequency hearing loss that is also probably mainly the cause for my tinnitus, apart from other things such as when I am more stressed, when I am doing more workouts and working at the computer a lot at the same time, not doing as much yoga as I should or, or would like to. Um, and that I then also uh, get my tinnitus up more, right? So um, the answer to if everyone has ever been completely cured of tinnitus is a partial yes, 
because I do believe that there are people out there who um, either um, before six months of experience in tinnitus and then tinnitus fades again and goes away. Um, and then in other cases, um, there's different reasons for by why people do experience tinnitus. And in some of these reasons, in some of these cases, when you eliminate the cause of your tinnitus, then you can experience a betterment and even be completely cured of your tinnitus. Um, the next question, and uh, that one I really like a lot because um, I personally had a story with that and, and it's been impacting me in my life as well. And the question is, what advice would you give a person who cannot relax enough during bedtime and is not able to sleep properly? What is the best way to, effect, to accept that and to deal with it throughout in the course of the day with over, over excessive daytime tiredness and not being able to sleep and rest properly. And I know that it is really mean to not be getting the sleep that you need and that you feel like you deserve and that your body needs uh, because I've been dealing with insomnia myself for uh, a few years, for a number of years, not because of my tinnitus though. So for me, it was not connected with my tinnitus, but for many other reasons of uh, trying to build this business, trying to find the best way of helping people with tinnitus, trying to make it work, right? Because a business is a business. Um, and if you can't run a business and if you don't manage to, uh, in, uh, to, um, to match cost and revenue, then you don't have a place and you can't make a living your business is not going to make it, right? So this is a business and it's caused me grief and pain as well. Although I'm uh, wanting to help you guys so much out there and now it's it's working, right? I'm finding my way into it and it's working, but it's caused me quite a bit of insomnia myself as well. So I do know that um, dealing with insomnia and tinnitus at the same time can be quite challenging. And let me just um, say this. So in short, it's it's very, very easy to get carried away with all the things that drive anxiety and emotional um, and your emotional levels, right? So um, and if you don't sleep well, yeah, that in and of itself, and we know that from studies and we not only from studies, but, but because we probably all have experienced it, when we don't sleep as well, we don't feel as well the next day and it's a lot more difficult to deal with emotions, right? It's a lot more difficult to be less um, to be less emotional and to be on top of things and we probably have much more of an outburst or we're just easily stressed or easily upset by something someone does or, or, or something that happens to us. And in the same way, that of course then makes it more difficult to deal with tinnitus as well. And um, while I can all recommend you, and I'm not getting any money for this, this is no affiliate, but the thing that has helped me most in my life um, was a book by Dr. Guy Meadows called The Sleep Book. And it's an excellent book using the same kind of methodology I use um, in my tinnitus coaching, in my online coaching programs, for example, also at uh, www.mytinnitus.club um, is the acceptance and commitment therapy part to insomnia and I apply it to tinnitus, but Dr. Guy Meadows in the sleep book, he applies it very much to insomnia. And one of the biggest things that I've learned there is um, if you were not able to sleep the whole night or only two or three hours of sleep, um, but you would spend the night not tossing and turning, not dooming and damning yourself for not being able to sleep, but you would just lie there and trying to experience rest as much as you can, 
then you'd be saving your energy and try it out for yourself. But I'm promising you that you will recover 80% of the energy for the next day, even if you only sleep two or three hours. One of the biggest tips that I have gotten from that book and that I have started to learn myself is that if I stop tossing and turning and simply accept the fact that I'm awake at night and that that is not dangerous to me, even if the tinnitus is the cause, right? Often the tinnitus is at first the cause. It's like, oh, it's so loud. It's at night. So loud now. I don't know what to do. It's so loud, right? But then later on, it's not even the tinnitus anymore that keeps you awake. And right, like after an hour, it's not the tinnitus. It's the fact that you're awake that annoys you, right? And then you lie there and you're like, ah, oh, God, I can't sleep. Man. Whoa, and tomorrow is going to be dreadful. Man. You know, and, and that's costing you so much energy. So even if you can't sleep, Right? You need to understand that this worrying, this tossing and turning, this annoyance is keeping you in a state, your body in a state of alertness. And in which state will you probably never be able to sleep? Right, state of alertness. Right? So you guys need to know that even if you can't sleep, staying awake quietly and calm in bed is the silver medal. It's the absolute silver medal of insomnia and being able to rest. Just being able to stay in bed and rest at the time that you set for yourself, no matter. Just look at the general amount of hours you sleep. And if, even if you can't sleep, go to bed in those hours and just rest. Don't toss and turn. Don't, don't give in to the despair of running around, being upset and being angry. Because insomnia, you're not alone with insomnia, right? Insomnia is as common as tinnitus. About 20% of the people in the average population also experience insomnia. And right, and I know that especially at night we feel like, oh, I'm the only person lying awake here. But no, chances are um, there is a huge part of the population of the in the country where you are, where you are living, is also lying awake at night. So try to concentrate and focus on relaxing. Right, getting your nervous state in a place where you can actually experience natural sleep, and then the natural sleep will also come even though the tinnitus is noisy because, and this is another very, very good news, I think for all of uh, my tinnitus friends and tinnitus community out there is that tinnitus in no way inhibits your natural ability to experience restful sleep, right? So there's nothing weird going on in your brain uh, that would prevent you from sleeping properly. And I think that's very great news. And the big focus for you should be to try and get some rest, even if that's not complete sleep, but if you get some rest, I promise you, you will sleep much better the next night. Let me know in the comments below and message me to Frida at alteringtinnitus.com. Come into the community. We have a section designed specifically to tinnitus and sleep. So I have a section in the topic sections at the mytinnitus.club community that's exclusively designed um, for us to be talking about sleep, to see how you guys can uh, get to better sleep despite tinnitus. And there's tons of other tips um, uh, from other members of the community and they share what has worked for them. And I'm sure there will be one or the other tip for you as well in there. Oh, look, my watch telling me I reached my daily step goal, but I've just been standing. Anyways, yeah, because you guys who cannot see me, because I'm also recording this podcast on video for YouTube, um, you can't see me, but I am actually standing now because I think I, I feel a lot more active and energetic when I uh, can stand in recording the podcast. And I'm also in the new office that I have since my wife, Stephanie, and I moved into our new flat. 
Yeah, um, let's do one more question and then we'll wrap this one up. Um, the next podcast episode will have a very special surprise for all my great podcast listeners out there. I'll have a special announcement to make. I'm very, very excited about this already. Um, maybe not even what you think, but I am very excited about this. Um, and I've been uh, waiting. I have been, it's been, in, in German you say, it's been itching me in my fingers <laughs> to get that release out to you guys. Um, but you will have to wait another one or two weeks until the next podcast episode release until I have the big news for you. Um, I have one more question and I think this one is also a really, really, really nice one. And it is from a person that I also know has been following our events for a while. And, um, that person has been in the live events for a few times. Um, and the question is, do you have some tips on remaining calm and positive when tinnitus gets obviously louder? And I like that. I like that a lot because the obviously louder already drags me a little bit into the position where I will say, how do you measure the obviously? What are you trying to confirm to me with the adjective obviously? And right, like I'm non-judgmental, right? I'm just asking, okay, what are you confirming? What what kind of veritas, what kind of truth are you confirming to yourself with obviously getting louder, right? So tinnitus can get louder. We all experience spikes. We all experience temporary increases in tinnitus, sometimes not even temporary increases. Sometimes we experience increases that last. Um, see again my uh, first podcast episode uh, where I talk a little bit more about my story of how my tinnitus gradually increased over the years to what it now is. Um, but apart from that, I would say the most interesting thing about tinnitus is that I've seen people reporting comparably low volumes of tinnitus and struggling a lot with it and the other way around. So I there's a few things to this question that I think are very important to tackle and to mention. And the first one is that I think tinnitus in most cases or basically there's only very few cases where tinnitus literally originates from uh, some vibrations, eustachian tube dysfunction. I've covered that in that one of the last videos on YouTube, um, where literally something is wrong in the inner ear. So there's a sound that you could literally hear when you get very close to that person's ear. But apart from that, otherwise you can't really objectively measure tinnitus, right? Because it's always only going to be audible for you. So only you can say, is it getting louder or is it getting less loud? And I'm telling you one thing and one thing for sure. The more your attention is on tinnitus and the more tinnitus raises your threat level, right? So like, let's say <clears throat> you go somewhere and that person has a dog and from 50 meters away, that dog can hear, smell and so on, so on you and that dog tenses up and the dog is ready to go, right? And it's similar with your tinnitus. So the more you focus on your tinnitus, the more you know how much, uh, w how big a burden tinnitus currently is in your life, right? The more difficult, of course, it gets for you as well to be able to, for your brain to ignore tinnitus. I love to compare it with the example with the train, right? You're moving to a new place where a train runs uh, somewhere in the back of your house. And uh, after two weeks, you can't hear that anymore. Then you have a new visitor. The visitor comes in, sleeps, then says, I couldn't sleep an hour straight because of that train running by. And it's like, ah, really? I thought the train had stopped running. No, you just simply got used to it. So 
that compensation mechanism is also possible for your brain and that's called habituation, right? So habituation is when you do no longer react in any kind of way to your tinnitus, right? Which is also, it's non-dependent on the volume of your tinnitus. So when your tinnitus obviously does get louder, then not obviously, but quite likely, the amount of anxiety that you experience is directly correlated with that increase in tinnitus. And that also, because we are geared for survival, not for happiness, um, is based on you watching that tinnitus that is such a threat for you, right? Because it's had such a big impact on your life, right? So therefore, of course, tinnitus is a dangerous thing to you. And when you experience an increase, uh, you experience an increase in anxiety and also in heightened awareness around your tinnitus. To that adding the feelings of anxiety, the release of stress hormones that then confirms your thought about the difficulty that you're having with tinnitus. You see and understand the negative vicious cycle that I'm talking about here, that you first need to escape. And here's a very single tip, very single and simple tip. <laughs> tip is not single, the tip is simple. Um, I'm sharing this a lot in my uh, online learning courses on the mytinnitus.club community, but also on some of the videos that I have here on YouTube. Um, based on the principles in cognitive behavior therapy, we alert you to the fact that you think about tinnitus in a certain way, and that creates a certain emotion and then a certain behavior on your side. So if you want to break that cycle of understanding how you react to your tinnitus, then you need to break that cycle of how you think and relate to tinnitus in a certain way. And breaking that cycle can be as simple as becoming aware of the cycle. In fact, meaning becoming aware of that cycle, meaning that you simply say, hashtag tinnitus annoyance. Wow, my tinnitus is really bugging me. But instead of buying into the thought and going 10 levels deeper, going into the anxiety and just giving way to it, you actually say, hashtag tinnitus annoyance. And you try to elevate that thought which you are having towards your tinnitus onto a rational level. And then you are very presently aware of what tinnitus is making you feel and think like in that very moment. Because I'm also always saying to people, I could have 10 million in my bank account right now, but it's very likely I not. So the thoughts and the reality that your mind is constantly presenting to you is not always the thoughts and reality that you might be experiencing. So remaining calm when tinnitus becomes obviously louder, <laughs> I don't want to say obviously, but really does largely and hugely depend on the experience of anxiety and despair in correlation with your tinnitus and the corresponding constant surveillance of what your tinnitus is doing in that very moment and how you respond to it. And of course, also, and this is very important as well, of how you have experienced tinnitus first when you first got it, what that has done to you, how difficult that time was, how many negative stories you read in forums, because right, surely if they suffer so much, I will have to suffer this much as well. And then you infer that into your momentary situation, right? And that you also need to be aware of and have compassion with yourself. Practice that hashtag tinnitus anxiety, hashtag tinnitus annoyance. And I can largely and warmly invite you to join us at www.mytinnitus.club. We are a growing 
um, community with more and more members coming on every week. Um, it's fantastic for me to be able to uh, share some insights from uh, working with people all over the world with tinnitus over the past um, four years nearly. And uh, to really see how you guys connect with each other, how you share individual stories, how you share things that have helped you individually. And to see that people come together from all over the world just really makes me grateful. And it also really makes me grateful that I stuck through these sleepless nights that I did have because of my tinnitus business and that I, I was sticking with the business with the idea of helping people all around the world with tinnitus because... When I first got it, I didn't know where to go. I went to the ENT, ENT said, very friendly guy, but said he couldn't do much. Listen to my first episode. Um, you can hear what my personal and, and, and personal situation and story is with tinnitus. But um, yeah, um, again, inviting you into the www.mytinnitus.club community. Otherwise, uh, join one of the next uh, free monthly live events. Um, that we have for everyone in the community. I want to offer that as well to all of you and it's in the link to the episode below. Um, and other than that, I really hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed um, the small Q&A session here of uh, curating questions that we had in the live the other day. Um, obviously for all the club members, I have the live event, the full live rec event recorded and uploaded to the platform as well. Um, I wish you all a fantastic weekend and looking forward to the big announcements and the big release of the news in the next podcast episode. So make sure to tune in um, in uh, one or two weeks times releasing always Friday evening, 8 p.m. Um, wishing you all the best now. And I hope that was a useful episode for you until soon. Goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it and it helps you on your way towards your best life despite tinnitus. If you'd like access to our exclusive online tinnitus membership community where you can access weekly videos, tons of content around the topics of tinnitus and sleep, acceptance and commitment and how cognitive behavioral therapy can help you to finally break the vicious cycle of suffering from your tinnitus. Yeah, just really build your best life despite tinnitus. Then please head over to www.mytinnitus.club where we have weekly events. You have the possibility to engage with other members, share your progress throughout taking courses of the Outring Tinnitus online coach program and really start living your best life again. Check it out under www.mytinnitus.club and I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.